What's up, everybody? On this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports, man, we just talk nothing but NFL. We discuss the gift that keeps giving and Antonio Brown. We talk about the rash QB injuries in the NFL. Uh, we talk about uh, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson's duel head-to-head. So come on, join us in this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. Once again, I'm here with my boy E. I guess Al is on assignment again, but he claims he's on his way back to dial in to tell us all the good scoop he's uh, caught up with. But uh, he's been MIA lately, so I don't know. But uh, we'll wait and see. You know, he might he might surprise us with his presence this week as we look forward to his uh, his invaluable input. Uh, to what we discuss in uh, this week's of sports. So, Al, what's good with you, man? Oh, I'm sorry, Al ain't here. Earl, what's good with you, man? <laughs> so first, Al, what's good with you? Good. Okay. <laughs> He's doing good. Uh, with me, I am doing right. I don't actually have my cup of H2O with me, so I'm gonna have to grab that very shortly, so my throat don't get parched. But um. All is well. It's the um, officially the beginning of autumn, yet it still feels like uh, mid to late mid to late spring, or a nice crisp summer day. Right. Uh, did Did you guys get hit with that ninety five degree weather? Was it uh, Monday? Uh, wasn't quite ninety five, but it was it was creeping up towards ninety. It was maybe in the mid eighties. Oh well, we got some ninety five degree weather. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> and uh, I remember a coworker was like. Man, it's 95 degrees outside. I'm like, man, you got to be kidding me. I, I hadn't been outside all day. And <laughs> <laughs> then when I went outside, I was like, well, damn. <laughs> Where did this summer, like, summer type heat come from? <laughs> no, so I'm a mailman walking around in shorts. I'm like, shit, is it still short weather? Damn. <laughs> right. There <laughs> should be some long, long pants weather, sir. <laughs> well, they they be out there hustling. Um, just just a, a side, a side thought. You ever notice the Postal workers, FedEx, and UH, you know, postal, FedEx, and UPS workers all have humongous caps. Man, when you walk as much as they do, <laughs> 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 that probably be the only thing that's developed on their body, that in their arms. <laughs> right, they're going to sling that stuff. Right. If they ain't climbing steps, they walking on uh, some long beats. <laughs> anyway, we're digressing. So back to sports. Yes, so uh, let's talk about the gift that this keeps on giving, and that's our buddy Antonio Brown. Let's let's not spend a whole lot of time on it, but uh, you would think that if the man would just keep quiet, if the man would just stay off social media, if the man would just be humble, (laughs) he might have played in this past weekend's game with New England. <laughs> but no, he had to go out there and send threatening text messages again. And, uh, or damning text messages. I wouldn't say it's threatening, but damning to his character. And New England, which probably knew about all this, I refuse to believe that they act like they didn't know what was going on. I'm sure they knew. But they were willing to put up with the talent and overshadow everything else. Decide, all right, we can't deal with any more shenanigans. We didn't put up with this much shenanigans in the past. And I don't care how talented you are, we're not going to put up with this for two weeks in a row. So let him go. 
but I guess the bigger question would be, do they give him the signing bonus or not? Because technically, he did play in the game. And I think there's some legal issues going on with that, but New England is trying to weasel a way out of uh, paying the, uh, the signing bonus, but I believe Antonio Brown might have a uh, pretty legitimate right of, of receiving that, uh, that signing bonus. So, so what say ye about this whole situation? I said, hey, look, New England Patriots, irregardless of all this extra stuff that came out, um, all right, let's give them the benefit of the doubt that they didn't know about the text messages per se. We'll give them that benefit of the doubt because that just came out just recently. Let's give them that benefit of the doubt. I'm not having a hard time giving you the benefit of the doubt that you didn't know the whole he had these issues with this, you know, the lady with this, you know, the civil suit coming out. Mind you, they were in litigations back in early spring, and it was a two million dollar payment that they were discussing on where I guess maybe A B said he may or he may may not. Either way, it was a two million dollar, you know, um payout on the table. A B pays his two million, this whole thing goes away. They said if you don't pay this two million after a certain date, we're gonna go public with it. So to me, I might give them the benefit of the doubt with the text messages. It's hard, like you said, to give them like they didn't know something was going on. Like you had to know that, hey, he got this case looming out there. Um, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it behoove you to be like, hey, look, we heard this is going on. Did you get this stuff straightened out? Because if we sign you on and you ain't take care of this, this is going to blow up in our faces. So I'm with you. It's hard to believe that they didn't know about something. I'm, I might give them the recent, maybe, because that happened, just happened. But the whole thing with the lady in the civil suit, you mean to tell me you didn't have any kind of idea of what was coming down the pipeline? Maybe the Raiders did, and that's why they were, like, just willing to go cut bait because maybe they heard something was coming down. They was like, let's just cut our losses now before the whole shit, you know, hits the fan and get out of harm's way. But to the Patriots, look, he signed the contract. He almost signed the boys to play one game. Just out of sheer stupidity and being and being pricks about it, you should pay. That's on you, irregardless of the civil suit, irregardless of whatever happened with the text messages. You know what kind of head case you was getting when you when he walked through the door. So guess what? A sucker is born every minute. I feel no sympathy for the Patriots. Fucking pay, in my opinion. It's gonna go to litigation. He might not get all of the all of the money, but they probably get most of it. But they should pay it all just for being pure stupid idiots for signing them. I agree, I agree. But <laughs> like we said last week, man, it's obvious that talent will always outweigh everything else when it comes to NFL. You know. Um, and obviously, him being talented, him being the premier number one wide receiver in the league for quite some time, um, he uh, he brought everything that came up against him. Obviously, you know, if he'd have kept quiet, I'm not saying that the allegations still wouldn't have come up. But if he'd have just played, you know, stay quiet, maybe let his agent do his talking for him. Um, just stayed humble, stayed in contact with Belichick and and Kraft and everybody else and Brady and just like, look, 
you know, this is what's going on. I'm confiding in you three because I just don't want things to get out of hand. He would have been all right. But obviously, the dude's the dude got some issues. I don't know if he should be taking some meds. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that the the video that came out with him throwing uh Outdoor furniture out of the hotel condo or that condo that he has or something like that. I heard about that. I didn't see the video, but I definitely heard he, he was doing some dumb shit like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, is it because you just think because you're entitled because you have this money, you could do crap like that? Or do you really have an issue? And I'm thinking, I think it's B. <laughs> like, he really needs to uh, sit down and, you know, make sure that he may be bipolar or something like that because... That's the same thing that was really destroying Brandon Marshall before he sat down and realized that he was bipolar and needed to take some meds, and that prolonged his career. But Brandon Marshall wasn't dumb enough to do half the crap or even a, a, a quarter of the crap that uh, Antonio Brown did. So I don't know. Um, he got some serious, serious, serious uh, demons he may have to deal with. I don't know. If, I don't even want to say his demons. But he has, I think, I, honestly, I think it's a kid that came from nothing, that got a whole lot of something, and just don't know how to act. Like, he's going to be the next epitome of a 30 for 30. Talk about how he was on the top of the game, blew away, pissed away $30 million, and now by the time he's 40, he's broke. <laughs> I would not be shocked if that is the case for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Doing doing dumb ignorant shit. That's what <laughs> that's what it amounts to. All the ruckus that you did in Oakland, they was gonna give you thirty million. All you had to do was just literally stop screwing around. You already you had your whole thing with the helmet. Go be it. They find you because you missed a, a, a walkthrough in a practice. But guess what? If you would have just said, "Okay, I paid a fine. I'll be a good soldier." Blase blah. Guess what? Day number one, first game, you was going to get thirty million. Right. Thirty million. Was it worth it to blow thirty million because you got mad because you they told you you had to pay, you know, for missing which you did, a walkthrough and a practice. You could have easily paid that with a thirty million. They was getting ready to pay you. That would have been nothing. But you did some ignorant dumb shit. You screamed at the GM. You called him a a cracker. I don't know how offensive <laughs> the white people. Um, you call him. You call him a cracker, and then, then they said, "Okay, we're gonna let bygones be bygones. We're gonna let us just go." But guess what? Moving forward, you still get your money, but it's gonna be on a week to week basis. Now I get that it wasn't guaranteed, but you was the one that got all in your feelings because you didn't want to pay, or was it just a fine, or you didn't want to pay the fine because you had the money to pay the fine. Or you get ready to get the money, <laughs> right? To pay the fine. Either way, I'm pretty sure you could have been like, "Well, just take that fine out of, the, out of my thirty that you're gonna give me." <sighs> and then turned around and blew nine million that you're gonna get from New England Patriots. And trust me, New England Patriots was gonna sit there and do whatever they can to hook up Josh Gordon. And we all know the issue that Josh Gordon has, and they repeatedly give him chances. You couldn't have been in a better situation, but yet your Twitter fingers, text fingers, got your dumb ass in trouble again. And now you want to talk about, well, fuck, I'm taking my ball and going home. 
and I'm going back to college. Actually, he showed a picture online of the courses that he took. Well, that's good for him. I'm happy that he's at least he's doing something to be productive. Do and, I buy it? I don't know. Well, somebody was saying that he'll possibly go to the XFL. Because that would be a nice marquee name to, to bring over there just to say, hey, Antonio Brown is playing. It's not like – it's one thing if he got charged with a crime and he got kicked out of the NFL. It's all allegations. There's not – you know. So the XFL is like, well, shit, it ain't – it's nothing hard proof. So come on over. We need we need some high – you know, high, high quality marquee players to sell this league. And if we can get you over there, we may not be able to pay you a million dollars, but we'll give you something. You'll get a little check, and you can continue to play ball. And I guarantee that if he has a breakout season there, somebody's going to kick the tires on him in the NFL. Shit, three teams are talking about doing to kick the tires on him right now, but no one's going to touch him because you don't know whether he's going to hit that um the, um, the player exempt list. <sighs> I think personally he should just go to the CFL pull a rocket and make $30 million over there, keep your butt quiet, come back over to the States, go, you know, go back to Florida where you belong and just relax. He should. The XFL definitely could use a big marquee name, but he won't do that because you know why? He needs the limelight. He needs the camera. He needs the NFL. And there's no bigger, brighter spotlight in all the sports in the NFL on, sun, on Sunday afternoons and Sunday evenings and Monday nights. He needs the camera. He needs that spotlight. He can't get that in the CFL or the XFL or, or Canadian League. Well, he'll get that spotlight in the CFL. It'll just be for Canadian fans. It's different. It's, he, he wants this spotlight. You know as well as I do that that spotlight, that stage is much, much bigger here than it is in Canada. I agree. But... Uh, <laughs> But that that spotlight over there will sit there and pay him some some serious loot because of who he is. Shut up and take the money. <laughs> I agree. He'll get paid, but it's just here. <laughs> right. Crazy man. <laughs> but like you said, the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, for right now, I don't think any team. Would, I'll be surprised. Let me phrase that. It wouldn't shock me if another team tries to kick the tires on them sooner than later, but I think most teams are going to kind of stay away because they don't know what's what else is going to happen. So I think him playing in the NFL, at least for this year, is a wrap. Well, he didn't do himself any favors by saying, I quit the NFL. F y'all. <laughs> so he says he's going to quit the NFL over the helmet, but he, he sat there and <laughs> – and walk that back. Well, at least he got one check for now from New England. <laughs> Mill, and then he probably want to try to get that back. <laughs> well, now nah, he played and produced and won, so now nah, he he gonna get that check. In <laughs> another in another um, story of the AB, the world turns. We'll we'll tune back another week and see if more should happen. I want to know if he's gonna flunk out of college. <laughs> that would be something. I bet he won't post that. <laughs> Probably would. <laughs> oh, man. So, so switching gears, but not switching gears. Same sport, different uh, situation. Let's, uh, let's talk about, I don't know, before we talk about the QB carousel of all the injuries, 
Let's talk about that one quarterback who wasn't injured, but just got yanked. <laughs> and that's our buddy Eli Mag. <laughs> After two games, they said, you know what? Was it two or three? Let me make sure I'm correct. Two. After two games, they were like, eh, thank you, Eli. We're going to go ahead and give you this gold watch. But <laughs> 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 well, we're going to slide the young rook up in there and see what he can do. I mean, hell, he can't do no worse. And what does he do? He goes out there, looks like pure crap in the beginning, and then turns around and puts on a second half of the ages and leads the Giants back to a comeback victory. Uh, with a little bit of thanks and help to the Tampa Bay kicker missing a, a chippy there at the end. But, hey, that's football, you know what I mean? <laughs> Nothing is guaranteed. So you take a victory any which way you can take it. Uh, and I know you are a, uh, an avid Giant fan. So what is your take? Uh, one, what would you grade your new quarterback? Two... How do you see the squad moving forward? Obviously, your defense is not that great, but Daniel Jones's mobility and ability to lead the team, uh, which a certain somebody in our crew who believes that the Giants suck, that the Giants don't have no weapons around them, he was managing and able to, to, to turn that team up and down the field with, with relative ease <laughs> to score. So... What is your take? Do you think that the Giants could possibly win five games this season? And how do you rate Daniel Jones in this particular game and moving forward? Well, I have to preface my comments, the fact that since I live in South Jersey, I didn't get the freaking Giants game at all. I got the Eagles games and I got um, much more actually interesting games. But I did see the highlights and everything. So for what I saw, um, it's hard to really grade completely because I didn't see it from start to finish. So based on the numbers and what he did, Uh, probably maybe C plus. Okay. Um, he did start off shaky, um, because I was kind of keeping abreast with the NFL after seeing what was going on. So, but start off shaky, and that's expected because you know he was right now finally in the game for real. This wasn't preseason where everything is kind of a little slower and you get vanilla coverages. It was you know regular season, so everything is ramped up. So. I guess it took him a quarter or a half to kind of get his feet underneath him. Um, I think the offense definitely scored a lot. He definitely scored some points by running and throwing. Um, um, it's going to add a new dimension to the Giants' offense from a quarterback perspective because Eli was always such a non-running. He, he can run when he actually had no choice but to run. But running was never his, you know, number one or number two option. So <laughs> one or two. <laughs> or, th or three, really. I mean, when, when all else fails, run, do any runs, you hope he slides and not falls forward and fumbles the ball, a la like he did in Philly a couple of years back. But um uh I the team seemed to play a little more inspired once he got going. Um they lost Saquon Barkley for anywhere to four to eight weeks. And if I'm Saquon Barkley. You know, I'm not trying to rush back unless they're looking like they're going to try to make the playoffs. But if they're just kind of hovering around 500 without a good defense, if I'm Saquon Barkley, I ain't rushing back. I'll take eight to ten weeks if need be. 
Wow. Let me just go ahead and sit this second season. <laughs> there's been some there's been some comments saying that he should just 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 sit it out. <laughs> hey, give him an extra year of legs. Yeah. But um I don't know. Do I think they have the opportunity to win five games? The schedule is a little lighter than it has been in previous years, so there may be one or two games they can probably um, get. Maybe they can get my mom, the Dolphins. Um, maybe they can get the Jets. Um, I don't know. Um, depending on if Sam Darnold is back from mono or not. Um, it depends on if the Jets offense actually decides to use Le'Veon Bell properly. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but um, I think they have opportunity to win – five games, but that's it depends. They have no defense. That defense was let Mike Evans <laughs> look like Jerry Rice out there. I'm like, what the hell? They couldn't guard him. Um and on that the second to the last play, um James Winston threw him and he had Janoris Jenkins beat by like like three steps and he just turned around. He actually underthrew the ball so he wouldn't overthrow him and he actually had to turn down and come and get the ball. So I don't know what Janoris Jenkins was thinking of, but had he actually not underthrown it and threw it over him and tried to caught him in stride, he would have walked in for a touchdown. Had the kicker not missed the field goal, he still would have lost. So, right. to me, I think that he does bring a little bit more excitement into the game. Um, he's a different kind of QB than what Eli is. He definitely has a stronger arm right now, definitely a little more mobile. Um, so, I think you might catch – another team or two off balance because they don't have a whole lot of tape on them yet, but we'll see. Um, he still fumbles. He fumbled a lot in preseason. He fumbled once against the Cowboys when he put him in for mop-up duty. He fumbled here uh, with Tampa Bay, so that's something that's a little bit concerning to me, but um, I don't know. I'll take a wait-and-see approach. Well, I mean... To be expected of a rookie, of course. Um, yeah, the fumbling is something that you definitely don't want to see, especially from your quarterback. Mm-mm. But you can't deny his moxie. You know, he came out there and really showed that he belonged and that the Giants, at least for one game, <laughs> didn't make a mistake by drafting him number six. Now, granted, it's Tampa Bay. It's not like it's one of the better defenses in the league. But it's still promising because everybody wants to make excuses for Eli, you know, saying that, oh, you know, they finally gave him an O-line. And, you know, he has Saquon, but he doesn't have any he doesn't have any wide receivers around him. But Daniel Jones used the same wide receivers and had pretty much some good, good success. You know, so I don't think – I don't buy it's like no, there's no talent because obviously if you made an NFL team, you have some semblance of talent. So maybe it was just management, the, uh, the coaching staff, and everybody just recognized that maybe we understand Eli is a Hall of Famer at some point. I still, I'm still up for debate about first ballot. I don't see it being first ballot by no stretch of the imagination. But, you know, others will fight me up and down for that. <laughs> but you know, um, I won't, and I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'll get in. But oh, he, yeah, he'll, he'll, Not sure if I, no, he's not his brother. I don't care how many Super Bowls you win, you know, hell. Uh, 
what the hell's his name? Uh, he led the damn. Oh shit! He led Baltimore to a uh, Super Bowl that year when the defense pretty much won the Super Bowl. Oh, Flacco. Not Flacco. Um, he was on ESPN NFL thingy. He was the ball-headed dude. Hasselback. Uh, not Hasselback. The other ball-headed dude, and not his brother. <laughs> Then you got me for a loss. <laughs> I can't think. I can't think of his name right now. But he led Baltimore to a Super Bowl. So to me, just because you got a Super Bowl and you got two Super Bowl MVPs doesn't necessarily make you a first ballot Hall of Famer. But that's whether here nor there. But I just think the team probably responds better to the youth movement that's going on right now in New York. And I think I think Daniel Jones is gonna be all right. I, I don't know if they'll win five games, but I think the Giants right now offensively will be a little bit more uh, they'll be in more games because obviously he will be able to lead the team up and down the field in drives and points, you know, possible points that Eli couldn't do because he's a little bit more mobile. You know, just because you don't have Saquon anymore doesn't mean that you still can't run some RPOs and, you know, some, uh, some read option and let him kind of just take off a little bit and keep the defenses guessing, something Eli could never do. So, obviously, now, of course, with Saquon going down and Eli was still a quarterback, now Giants fans who are diehard Eli fans are sitting there just making up more excuses. Oh, well, now we don't have Saquon. And what are you supposed to do? You know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, oh, man. Well, I, I look at it like this. I, I think, uh, that at least for the, the, the new regime, I think the last regime with Bob McAdoo, I think Eli had a little bit more success because McAdoo was able to make him get the ball out of his hands a little bit quicker mm-hmm. and not always press the ball down the field. Um, then you get a receiver where you can get him a ball down the field or you can hit him short passes in stride when you got Odell, which is why they had some relatively good success in the beginning. You bring in a new GM, a new coach, and I think Daniel Jones' skill sets fits the offense that Pat Schumer wants to run better than what e- than Eli's skill sets um, do. So I think that's why you saw a little bit more offensive fluidity when he was in there as opposed to Eli. Um, yeah, I mean, over you know, over the years, Eli's had he's had good defenses. He's had a, a good, a, a solid, not solid, a great running back last year. And he's had Odell. Offensive line has always been eh, but sometimes, you know, when you don't got an A, you don't got it, and B, if that offense doesn't really fit your skill sets, you're not going to look that good. Then they bring in somebody who can run that kind of offense. Because like, like you said, Eli Manning is not an RPO kind of running back. Um, you saw it better in Philly where he had Carson Wentz. But when they kind of put in um, Nick Foles, that offense seemed to go a lot bit better because Nick Foles' skill sets fits that RPO running ability, you know, style that um, the Eagles run as opposed to Carson Wentz is maybe a better thrower to quarterback, but his skill sets doesn't fit like a glove as Nick Foles' skill sets fit like a glove in an offense. And I think that with the Giants, that's the difference. Daniel Jones' skill sets is why they drafted him, why they drafted him, and why they didn't draft Dwayne Haskins. 
um, because his skill sets and what he ran in in Duke and what he can do now is just a little bit better. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get this straight. The Giants drafted two quarterbacks this past season? No, just what? Oh, Haskins is Redskins. My bad. Okay. I said that that's why they went with Daniel Jones. Okay. All right. Instead All right. of Ooh. Haskins. Woo. Hold on. For, for a second down sitting there, I was like, Haskins is playing for the Giants. I was like, oh shit, QB controversy? Oh man, okay, I'm sorry. No, they there's a lot of <laughs> and there's a lot of people sniping at that one, but um but um but I, I'm with you. It's I think Eli's time with the Giants was 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 great. He you know, he put two trophies in there, you know, you know, two Lombardi trophies, but you know, I'm a Giants fan. His time was coming. You could see him last year, he just didn't look like it fit well. And even with even with Saquon, even with you know Odell, it just didn't it just didn't click. And um, and now you put Daniel Jones in there, it looks it looks a little bit better. Um, moving forward remains to be seen how he goes. Whether they were right in picking him or Dwayne Haskins, even though right now Dwayne Haskins, we're getting the the word from the Redskins that a we're not going to go to him unless the season is over. And B, we're, we're consistently hearing that he ain't ready. Well, I mean, he only played one season. <laughs> which is which is starting to lend a little bit more credence to the weight that I think the um, New York football giants got spooked that if they didn't pick Daniel Jones, who they really wanted at six, he might not have been there when they got the second pick or even in the second round because I think they were spooked that the Redskins are going to pick them. And what the Redskins picked like 12th, I believe, right? Something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Well, I, I am interested to see how the Giants are going to uh, progress, uh, especially starting with this, this upcoming week. I don't know who they play per se. Ah, the Washington Skins. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Uh, the Redskins' defense is not that great, so you guys stand a pretty good chance of uh, coming out with a victory. Uh, they suck. God, they suck. I was, I was fortunate enough to watch them on uh, Monday Night Football on Monday. Whew. Yeah, that was, that was a stinker. Man, the Chicago defense, man. <laughs> Khalil Mack and the rest of the boys were in the backfield all night long. Right. Well, Redskins are definitely not – I don't know how the hell that uh, that group didn't get fired yet, but if he keeps down this uh, this trajectory, <laughs> I don't think he'll have a job much longer. <laughs> we'll see. Um, he'll either be – he'll either be axed to switch to Dwayne Haskins if it keeps going bad, or he'll be told to switch to Dwayne Haskins before the season goes. Right. Right. So, I don't know, man. So, but still sticking with football because it is the the drama that just keeps on giving. You got damn right. (laughs) 
Have we ever come across a situation where we saw so many starting QBs go down? You got Big Ben with his elbow. You got Breeze with the thumb. Nick Foles is out in Jacksonville. Um, who else was out? Obviously, Cam. Eli got that out, but you know, it wasn't because of injury. It was just situation. Cam with yeah. his foot. Cam. Um, somebody else. Oh, the Jets. Darnold. Fucking mono. <laughs> Still makes then, you laugh. Uh, then on top of that, Simeon went down. <laughs> like, Wait a second. Simeon went down. Wait a second. Where's Sam Darnold at? Just put him in a bubble and put him back out there. <laughs> right. Put a, put a limbwear mask. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, it's uh, it's been a crazy. It's crazy. And I, I, with all the injuries, you know who I was most happy mm-hmm. to see play? was Teddy Bridgewater coming back from that gruesome injury that he had and to come back and lead the Saints to a very impressive victory. I thought that was very impressive. And to see that he still has it and that the Saints stood by him. And it looks as though the Saints might have their QB once Drew Brees finally decides to hang it up. I mean, there is no harm and there is no foul to sit there and get paid handsomely to be a backup quarterback. And preserve your body because quarterbacks can run until they're 40, 41 years old. So Bridgewater is only 28, 29. He's still got another 10 years that he can run up in that joint. So don't rush it, baby. You know, sit back, relax. You know, you're going to be playing for the next couple of weeks, but enjoy the, enjoy the moment. And then sit back and take that clipboard when, when Breeze comes back and, you know, enjoy that paycheck like you should be. Well, I'll say this. As far as the, the quarterbacks that have been hurt, um, you can tell it's a slight bit of difference in the pecking order of quarterbacks when Tom Brady got injured the, the second game of the season a couple of years back and he was done. Right. When Aaron Rodgers got injured, was it last year? Uh, what, a year before last when Jose they got done? When those two boys went out, they thought the whole NFL season was done. No reason to watch football. Brady's out for the whole season. Why watch? Rogers out. Why watch? You thought it was the it was the end of the world, but Breeze, Roethlisberger, Cam, and what? Let's not even talk about Cam. Let's talk about <laughs> Breeze and Roethlisberger. They get hurt. It's like, yeah, well, right. Because it's, it's almost like they're saying Ben should have done hung it up. <laughs> and pretty much, they were talking about is this the end for Ben Roethlisberger? Could this be it? And you know, and with Breeze, they're like, eh, it's not that bad. He'll be back before you know it. So it's more or less like, eh. And Cam, they're like, it's almost like you want to say good riddance. <laughs> right. Right. I, I think I saw something on uh, Get Out. Or, uh, not Get Out. Um, that show with Greeny and that. Get Up. Uh, it is Get Up? Get Up. Get Up. Oh, Get Up. Yeah, where uh, Feinbaum was on there talking about Cam is done, blah, 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 blah. But then, um, oh boy, I forget his name. The DB that played for the Redskins this last season came out there sitting there saying, you know, talking all this bashing, you were talking about Cam is done. It's because he, he's not playing whatever, but he sit there and talk about Roethlisberger and all these other cats, and you talking about they ain't done, but they should be done. It was almost like he was taking it to a racial tone. I don't know if you saw that clip. I did not see that clip. Um, but when you get a chance, I, I, I'm sure I'm just telling it all sorts of wrong. <laughs> but um, when you get the chance, check that out. 
But um, it's nice to see how some of these young cats are coming in there and really performing. Like Mason Rudolph for Ben uh, for Pittsburgh, though he isn't winning, he is putting up some decent numbers. Um, so you got to blame the defense. And typically, Pittsburgh's defense has never been realistically bad, but they're playing not very well right now. <laughs> yeah, and and the offense is giving them enough that if they were playing up to their usual standards, they would be winning. Um, the cat that backed up uh, Cam played very well. Man, they were they were, they were dropping to their knees <laughs> and cupping. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and um, was it Gardner Gardner Minshew in uh, Jacksonville came out guns Ooh. a blazing on Sunday? That was, was one game. Was. <laughs> that was one game, but you know. Yeah, it, you can tell eventually there's going to be a, a, a changing of the guards and, you know, the old guards of these QBs that have been kind of holding up the league, mm-hmm. you know, eventually they're going to go. I mean, Eli's got benched. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is probably really on the back nine of his career. Um, you know, Rivers is still playing at a high level. So, but Eli and Ben, I think, are the ones from that trio you know, that are going, then you have Cam, his injuries are definitely going to start catching up to him. They, even though they're not saying it, I think they're holding out hope that, that Drew Brees is not more hurt than what they thought he was. Because they want to get him back there as soon as poss- they possibly can. They were talking about six to eight weeks, then it's going, oh, it's just day-to-day. Because they don't want to go the whole season without him. I mean, even though Teddy Bridgewater is a comparable quarterback, but they want him back in because I think they believe that this is their chance now, this year. Well, the Saints, and if they don't do it this year, then I don't think they believe they're going to get to the Super Bowl with Peyton and Breeze as is. Well, honestly, if this, the Saints got to understand that they have a very capable backup. And before Teddy got hurt, he was leading Minnesota to the playoffs that one year. Yes. So they have a pretty good uh, – pretty good is an understatement. I think they have a, uh, a way above average quarterback as a backup. He's very much capable of starting in the NFL. But folks don't want to give him that opportunity um, just because of his injury. You know, or teams want to use him and flip him. You know, he plays well in the preseason like the Jets had him. But he plays well in the preseason, so let's flip him and get a draft pick. You know, he could have went to Jacksonville, but he was like, nah, hell that, I'm staying staying in New Orleans. And I am at him because obviously, you know, you see what is happening with uh, Nick Foles. I, th- I, I think Nick Foles should just should just retire after this. Like, dude, if you're not in Philadelphia, that's the only place you're healthy. That's the only place you play well. Because so, clavicle broke. That's just a, that was just a – that was a Ben Roethlisberger hit. That was a Tony Romo hit where you got your clavicle broke. Right. <laughs> Get your buyout. If Philly don't want to bring you back, then just go ahead and retire, dude. I mean, obviously, any other team that you play for outside of Philly has not been good. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> disastrous. In the way that Wentz was getting lit up the last two weeks, <laughs> right. Philly might be like uh, – how badly injured are you? <laughs> Sitting there thinking like, damn, I should have just stayed. <laughs> I was telling my I was telling my coworkers at work when when he left, I was like, Yeah, I did right by him. 
But Carson Wentz is glass. And they still want to pay his ass, which I don't understand. But, you know, hey, like, I guess they believe in him. You know, Carson Wentz was, 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 was balling before he hurt his knee. And that's what they're still going on. You picked him. They have, he was the second-round pick. You gave up a lot to move up to get him. He was paying off dividends that year when they were, you know, had the best record in the league before he got hurt. Right. He was potentially MVP status. And so they're looking like he got them to the Super Bowl, but it was just that Nick Foe was just, in their minds, I guess from a management position, he just kind of just carried the ball over the goal line while Carson Wentz got you all the way down to the one-yard line. Right. So now the Philly fans see it the complete opposite. They see it as Nick Foles saved their entire season and won it all for them, not realizing that prior to that, Carson Wentz got you 11-1 record. So the Philly fans are more beholden to Nick Foles. The Eagles management is more beholden to Carson Wentz because they gave up so much to get him, and they saw what he did before he got hurt. Now, they don't have A.J. Ajayi, and they don't have any good running backs back there. And that's why you guys are having the problems that you're having right now. I agree. I told him. I was like, go ahead and get rid of your running backs. You think you guys are going to make it back to Super Bowl with not a decent running game? Have at it. Well, I'm curious to see how the rest of this season is going to shape out. I can't believe that it's about to be week four already, that we've already had a month, coming up on a month of uh, college football, of NFL. We've already had a month of college football. Dude, this year is flying by, man. Baseball is about to hit the playoffs. This is when I really start to sit down and watch some baseball now. Yeah, the playoffs start what, next week or? Two weeks. Two weeks. I, October, I think it starts uh, beginning of October. So I think they still have four or five more games left in the regular season. Yeah, because I can see you, the Yankees are coasting, or at least they're trying to coast. <laughs> I know. Well, we clinch, so we got the we got the American League East, you know. So like I said, they're just they're just coasting right about now, trying not to get anybody seriously hurt. <laughs> right, we're trying to make it so that do we want to keep Tampa Bay out of the playoffs or do we really care? <laughs> I don't think you guys really care, but you know. So I'm just saying, like, wow, I, I just can't believe that football is here, and it seems like when football season comes, like the the, the balance of the year just really flies by with just the, the everyday nonsense and drama that comes along with the league. Um, so now that it's officially fall, next thing you know, it's going to be daylight savings time. It's going to be bright, mad early in the morning, but it's going to be dark, mad early in the evening. <laughs> Leaving out of work, walking through the projects, well, at least I will be, to get to my car. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, do I need to keep a shank on me? You know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I gotta gotta give him that smoke. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to have any problems, man. I don't want to have any problems. I just want to get to my car. Uh, well, yeah, I just this it's just unbelievable how quickly things are just rolling along. So I don't know. Um, and I guess lastly, I just I just want to touch on that dude, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and 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 Lamar. That was a nice little epic battle that they had this past weekend. Uh, Baltimore is going to be a scrappy team. I think they're going to probably come out of their division number one. And I don't think they're going to be easy out in the playoffs this year either because Lamar is adamant about passing the rock. 
Like, he's adamant to say, I'm a QB. I'll run if I have to, but, dude, I'm trying to pass the rock because I like to throw touchdowns. I prefer to throw touchdowns than run touchdowns. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is just – he's on some next-level shit. Like, as long as he stays healthy, and even if he were to get hurt, like, say, a Brady did, he'll still come back and be the same dude just because he's, like – he's almost like he's surgical. Like, it's, like it's, the game is almost too easy for him. I say Brady is a system quarterback because I'm curious would Brady be as successful if he was somewhere other than New England? I'd say Patrick Mahomes is just that nice of a QB that probably can adapt to whatever damn offensive system that he has. As long as, as long as they play to his strengths, he'll be fine. You know, but damn, you're talking about an epic game, but you just talk about two great young up-and-coming QBs, it makes things really exciting for the, for the future of the NFL as long as those two guys and those two franchises stay healthy. You know, it, you can see a lot of Chiefs-Ravens types of uh, epic regular season and playoff-type battles moving forward. So it was awesome to kind of – I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I kind of followed it a lot on the radio. And though Lamar didn't have quite the passing game that he might have had, two games prior, <clears throat> he uh, he really showed his mettle, and he really showed the fight to want to come back and try to lead his team to victory. And I thought that was really impressive. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it goes without saying with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he, he fit right into a good spot. I mean, some can argue that he, he was already driving the world, world machine because Alex Smith took virtually the same team to the, to the playoffs the year before and um, basically – Patrick Mahomes with the same tools did that just a little bit better, but the way he played was just a lot more fire because no one saw a rookie come out lighting up the league with that, even though he was playing with the same weapons that Alex Smith had, virtually the same team that Alex Smith took to the playoffs the year before. He just it was like it's like driving a it's like driving a sports car, but then you put a little bit of NOS in the in the, in the gas and it just Boom, you know, it, it, it really clicks. I mean, so, but yeah, Lamar, um, Lamar Jackson, um, they're very scrappy. I agree with you. I think that that's their division at this point to lose. I think Pittsburgh right now is done without ben, Big Ben. Um, James James Conner is not really being as effective as he was. Um, you're missing A.B. Um, Juju Smith now is the man, but he doesn't have A.B. to, to – you know, take a lot of that attention off of him. So he's not getting same kind of open looks that he is. Um, I think Cleveland will eventually get their act together, but I think it was a lot more hype <laughs> than what they are. But I think, I think that, I think it's probably going to come down between Ravens and the Browns with, I think, the Ravens being just a little bit better. So you anticipate Baker to, and the Browns to turn it around a little bit? I think eventually they'll get their act together. Um, I think they came out smelling themselves too much and reading the headlines. And, uh, you know, they got punched in the mouth, um, you know, a few times. So I think they kind of needed to get tucking down a peg or two to realize, look, guys, you're, you're not Super Bowl ready. Not yet. Right. <laughs> um, you still got it. It looks good on paper, but that shit got to go on the field. And everyone is taking it to them because they got the most press over the years. So 
But I like the progression of Lamar Jackson. Um, he was running a lot last year. He was definitely thrown from the pocket. Um, he's got Hollywood Bryant out there catching the rock. Um, he's a dual threat, but I think that he wants to throw first and run second. Um, he will run. He's not doing like how, you know, RG3 did where, you know, he was holding on to the ball way too long. And then when he tried to run, he got hawked down and hurt. So, right. but um, I think difference between the Ravens and RG3 is that, you know, I don't think the Redskins really tried to tailor and fit that offense for RG3 to throw a little bit more. They want them to run, 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 where it looks like, you know, Jim Harbaugh is working with Lamar Jackson. Okay, you want to throw? Let's give you some plays to allow you to throw it down the field, but then use your running as second and third option. So right. I think um, – I agree with you. They're going to be tough out. Um, I think they're going to be right up there at the top. I think they'll be in the mix, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, for all those people out there that are under the assumption that somehow Dak Prescott is just as good as Patrick Mahomes, not nearly the arm, <laughs> not even nearly the accuracy with the arm down the field. Right. Um, the only thing that I'll give Patrick Mahomes over Dak is that he's got a lot more offensive weapons than Dak does. Yeah, but he's also I mean, but you gotta you gotta give kudos to their uh their uh the scouting scouting department. You gotta give kudos to Andy Reid for having a vision of the, the type of offense that he wants to uh, wants to run and the type of folks they want around him. Because obviously they were they drafted some names that I've never heard of. But they recognize that they need that speed. And that dude, Mar- Marson Heads, I don't even know. I, I, I haven't been our, in our uh, fantasy league. Well, I haven't been in a fantasy league. I don't know if it's ours or a different one. But um, uh, The receiver, Demarcus Robinson? No, the other one. Start, M- M- MH is his uh, initials. Oh, um, uh, Marcel Harmon? Yes, that okay. dude. That dude is like uh, Tyreek Hill 2.0. Like, can fly. Fast as all hell. And obviously, Andy Reid recognizes that for his slot receivers, he wants somebody that can flat out fly. And DBs can't cover that. So you got to – when everybody thought that Sammy Watkins was pretty much done, Kansas City's like, no, 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 no. Bring him over here. Look, all he's done is just produce. All um, I do is win, 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 no matter exactly. what. <laughs> you know, they, they got the tight end, Travis Kelsey. They had the dy- dynamic running back of Kareem Hunt. He went, you know, he, we all know what happened to him. Then they had the backup running back that got hurt. So what they do to bring in Shady? Shady looks a little rusty right now, but <clears throat> wait till he gets back into form. Man, it's almost like Andy Reid is playing like, college football type of scenarios in the pros like he's like he's building his team like Alabama we might lose but we're not rebuilding you know we're not retooling we're not rebuilding we're just reloading because obviously we understand the personnel that we want and 
going from there. Now, I can't say that uh, the scouting department in Jera don't have that same ability, but obviously they're going about it all wrong because they're not getting the type of talent that they should be getting to put around that. No, I think the one thing that um, the Dallas Cowboys have over Kansas City is they have Zeke Elliott. And obviously right now with the uh, Kareem Hunt's presence, and, and unless one of these unless one of these running backs, um, and I'm not going to say for specifically LaShawn McCoy, um, but unless they can get a good bell cow running back, somebody that could run the rock when your offense is struggling trying to get the ball down the field, I don't know if they have that yet, but the absence of Kareem Hunt, I think, is going to catch up to them later on in the season when it gets really cold and you got to go to those cold places and you need to pound that football because your running game, because your passing game is not really clicking. They don't have that sold up yet. LaShawn McCoy's been doing good, but he was never that bell cow running back. He was always that out the backfield, you know, maybe, you know, anywhere from 15 to 20 touches. I mean, you don't have that Kareem Hunt explosive running back that when they had them all going, you didn't know who to block. <laughs> right, right. right. You, I agree with you on that. Definitely. And I think, like I said, they're doing good right now because at the beginning of the season, you can always outgun someone, but then Late season in the playoffs, when you got to start grinding that rock out when you need to, if they ain't got that running back position straightened out, that's where I think it's going to haunt them. And it haunted them against New England. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. New England is just New England. I, I, I just want somebody to whoop their ass. I, I, I mean. Me too. And not, not the Cowboys in the playoffs. I mean, in the Super Bowl. I mean, I want somebody to whoop their ass, like take them behind the woodshed and whoop that ass, like a whoop ass. Uh, we're all hoping that it's Patty Mahomes that does it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, oh, God, I'm just tired of the, the Tom Brady New England Patriots uh, dynasty. But, I mean, as much as I'm tired of it, and I know millions and millions of people are as well, it's just you got to give credit where credit is due. Uh that system works. If they fit it somehow to to maximize for Tom Brady, and it works well for him. So I, I again, I, I would I would love to see what he would do in a different system. If he's still that that Tom Brady, that goat, then I, I got to tip my hat to him because when just like you talked about when Brady went down that one year with his knee, and uh, I think it was his name Matt uh, Castle came in and looked like a world beater that year. <laughs> the show kept going. <laughs> right. And then next thing you know, he went to Kansas City and got paid and was pure, unadulterated trash. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I, I always say this, um, and, and I'll make some of my personal final comment because we're coming up on our time. Even though Brady has his six, six, six rings and everybody considers the GOAT, I'll still go with Montana. Because Montana did four, never lost. Then when they let him go, he went to Kansas City and took Kansas City to the playoffs. Right. Right. But not nearly as much talent that he had when he was in San Fran. They had a better running back, but not nearly as much talent as he had in Kansas City. I would love to, like you said, I would love to see Brady go somewhere and, and replicate, you know, or take another team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. We won't see it in our lifetimes, but unless we have madness or something like that, then you can 
Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft will retire him before he let him go play for someplace else. <laughs> he retired down to Florida, his little uh, his little parlor. <laughs> Ooh. And on that note. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. It's always nice to end it on a nice zinger. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh yeah, I think we're gonna wrap it up because I think we hit our time. Um my we 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 just stayed on football too. Like uh I, I think I briefly stayed at college football and baseball. But hey, we'll talk about the playoffs next week when the, the everything is situated and we can start getting our picks together who we think might come out of the MLB. But meanwhile, tell the folks where they can find you. Well, you can find me on the gram and Twitter um, handle J E Ross, the number seven. And you can find me on Twitter at CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. And I believe you can find Al on Twitter and some other places with I am Al Quarles. Well, once again, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in, uh, showing your support. You can find us on pretty much everywhere at this point now. <laughs> I didn't think about the list everywhere we're at, but you can pretty much find us. This, this Google guys talking sports and you'll pretty much this put us up somewhere. And we always appreciate the support and the love and continue to, uh, just to bring you guys great content from you guys just talking about sports. So with further ado, we'd like to bid everybody a farewell until next week. Uh, love, peace, and soul.